Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Eva Miller. And yet again, Big Sexy is back on the show to co-host with me. How about that? Hi. How about that? Thanks for having me back. I guess you're not tired of me yet. Not yet. Pretty close. Okay. We're getting there. I understand. <laughs> Before we get started talking today, though, I have a couple of things to run by you for housekeeping. The first is I'm already working on plans for next year, and I really want to hear from you. If you listen to the show regularly, will you please tell me what topics you want to hear about? I do this podcast for you, and I want to know if I'm meeting you where you are. If I'm not, I want you to point me in the right direction. So, Please let me know, am I hitting the right spots? And if not, which way do I need to pivot? And the second thing is settling for mediocre is so last season. It's time for you to say hello to a life that screams more. Let me introduce you to my no more settling starter pack. What's in it? Well, let me tell you, the keys to a life less ordinary, a personalized roadmap, to awesomeness, hello, and an excuse to wear sunglasses indoors because you're going to be shining, yes, that brightly. And if you are one of the first three trailblazers to sign up for my one-on-one life-transforming coaching services with my new program, with the new curriculum, you will also snag a very fabulous 20% off. So if you are ready to break up with settling for less than you know you're meant for, message me. Let's talk strategy so that you can upgrade your life in 2024 because I am here for that. And I think you probably are too. The coaching must begin before January 31st. And the link for the strategy call is in the show notes. So without any further ado, Big Sexy, let's talk about, let's talk about sex, baby. No, that's not what we're here for. Sorry, (laughs) wrong thing. Let's talk about why people don't stay disciplined, shall we? Ooh, discipline. Bad topic. It's not a bad topic. Good topic. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. So what are some reasons you think people don't stay disciplined? Well, I I can really speak for myself. Um, I'm sure other people struggle with this too, but a lot of times I just, I'll start something and then I get bored with it. Okay, that's fair, yeah. And I just, then I don't want to, you know, continue on with it. So um, just lose all, you know, motivation, discipline, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yep. Or if I get really excited about something, because sometimes I react more off of emotions, and somebody can get me all pumped up, and I'm ready to go, and let's begin this project, and I'm all in for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks at the most, and then it just kind of, that excitement dies out. Okay. And I'm like, well, is this really what I want to do? I was excited, but now I'm not, so, and it just kind of, for me, it just kind of falls away. Um, or I'll start it, and it's like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Did I bite off more than I could chew at this point mm-hmm. in my life? Do I really have the time to devote to this? So the motivation kind of, and yeah. the, you know, the discipline yeah. kind of dies away. All fair. Yep. Yeah. So I, I thought what, of... What do you think? I thought of those as well. I also thought that sometimes we just get distracted. 
and we lose, we don't stay disciplined. We lose it. We lose our focus. I think sometimes we're just tired. Um, I do think that whole thing of, oh, I was feeling it before. Now I'm not. I think sometimes we don't stay disciplined because we don't have the right kind of support that we think we need. And that can be a whole array of things. It could be, you know, maybe you're just a person who's easily defeated. You know, you kind of give up easily. Maybe you're a person who needs some encouragement from people or some support. Or maybe you are the kind of person who needs to feel that someone else cares. Mm -hmm. Because if no one but you cares, maybe it doesn't feel like that's enough for you to keep going. Um, And sometimes I think, especially for me, I don't stay disciplined because results can be slow. And I'm a, I want to get it done kind of person. So I think there are probably others, but I think that definitely the ones you listed and the ones I listed all have been me at some point or another. Right, right. You know? You had talked about this, you know, lack of support. I kind of had that when I was in junior high and high school because I really loved playing football. And I really wanted to be good at it, and I wanted to go out and play. But my parents were like, well, if you want to play, play. If you don't, don't. So I figured, well, why bother? Mm -hmm. If nobody cares but me, then why why even go? Well, you know, I think sometimes, even as adults, we can be that way. You know, sometimes maybe you do things and your partner doesn't seem to notice or care Mm -hmm. that you're doing them. And so then it's easy to feel like, well, if nobody cares, why am I even bothering? And so, you know, we get discouraged. But all of those, while I think that they may play parts, and we think those are the reasons why, I actually think the reason is deeper than that. I think under that is really an identity issue. I think that's the real reason, that's the root issue, why we don't stay disciplined, is our self-identity. Because what you believe about yourself determines whether or not you're going to be disciplined. Because your identity shapes your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your behaviors, your reactions, your ambitions. And it even can affect your ceiling. Because if you for example, perceive yourself as only being an administrative assistant, but you work for a company that has lots of room for growth and you could literally potentially become the CEO someday. But if you don't see yourself as a CEO or that kind of, don't have that kind of identity, I think you create your own ceiling sometimes. Yeah. We box ourselves in with how we view ourselves and our perception of ourself. What do you think? You agree, disagree? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think a lot of times too, it's um, you can want to do something. It can be a you know real big desire. You want to be able to do that, but if that's all you have is you want to be able to do it, you're never going to be able to get it done because that want isn't going to fuel the discipline that you need. Mm, it's like a wish. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. You really have to believe that you can do it. Or you have to identify that you're a person that can get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or it's not going to happen. So if you tell yourself something like, I am a person who runs marathons. Yeah, I am statements are really powerful. Yeah. Like, because you can convince your brain of something that's not true yet. Mm-hmm. Like this can be used for good. Right. And you do that I am statement or I am a person statement 
over and over and over. And you keep telling yourself that and it's going to build up that belief and that identity shift. And what those actually provide is fuel for your discipline muscle. Mm-hmm. It's you know, true. Just like bodybuilders, if they don't fuel their, their muscles with the right kind of food and use the muscles, they're not going to grow. Discipline's kind of the same way. If you don't feel it with that, feel it, sorry, fill, that's the word, fill. <laughs> if you don't feel it with the right kind of foods, that discipline muscle's not going to grow. Yeah, that's true. That's really good. Good point. Good point. I think our our foundations are the thoughts that we build ourselves from. And it's that whole thing of, you know, when you believe that you can accomplish something, that turns into fueling and push, pushing you in the direction of, I am going to figure out one way or another what I need to learn, what skill I got to have, who can help me, and what else I need to try. Because if you believe something, if you view yourself, using your example, the marathon runner, I'm a marathon runner. Even if you've never run a marathon before, you can you can train, you can find a running partner, somebody who's more disciplined than you maybe, or further along the path than you, maybe somebody who's got a little more experience than you, someone who's just been training longer than you to help you and kind of (laughs) pull you along, so to speak. Not exactly, but you know, and so that can really fuel you. And I think that that can push us to viewing ourselves differently. You know, just because you don't have a book that you've written doesn't mean you can't become an author. So if you, you know, learn the skills and whatever you've got to figure out how to do or whatever work schedule you've got to have or training, so to speak, for writing and stuff, mm-hmm. you'll you'll figure all that out once you believe and change your identity. Right, because once you believe and your identity changes, then you're going to seek out. Yeah. And get the training and the education and Talk to other people who've done it before you and just, you know, get a roadmap or encouragement or, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody to help bring you along in that endeavor. Well, it's that whole thing of um, becoming like the five people you hang around. Yes. Yeah. So the, you mentioned the I am statement and I think that that identity is even deeper than discipline because I think we tend to live through old perceptions of ourselves Instead of, and we always look past as to who, but look to the past as in who we've already been or always been. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more important to ask, who am I now? Like when you are lost and you're pulling up a GPS or something, you're not looking at where you were. You're looking at where am I right now? The GPS doesn't care which way you came from. Right. The GPS only cares about, let me locate you and then tell you how to drive out of here. And I think it's the same way with us when we want to, quote, you know, navigate ourselves into something, a higher level, a new level, whatever, is that we have to stop listening to our old stories and believe our old labels of ourselves because you need to uncover at least a little bit of the old stuff in order to practice, make it easier anyway, to practice new habits now. But I think we have to ask ourselves, how do I perceive myself? And where do I value myself? Because, you know, I hear women say things like, yeah, I'm good at this, but I'm 
I'm not a good mom or I'm not a great mom or I am a good mom, but I'm not good at this or that or the other. And so they tend to think that that's the only thing. Yeah, I'm just a. Yeah, yeah. Somebody recently wrote, I may be just a blank on, you know, she was posting it on social media. And then she was like, but I get to do this. And I started to comment, you are never just anything. Like, we're never Mm -hmm. just this. And maybe she just meant that most people wouldn't see it as important what she does. Right. I do because I value services like the ones that she provides. But but her point was that she gets to do really cool things in other ways Mm -hmm. that maybe don't seem as glamorous as others. And so I kind of get that. But... But yeah, the whole just sort of bothers me mm-hmm. to hear people say just. But anyway, but I think we need to ask ourselves, you know, who do I want to be in the future? And what, so if you want to be a marathon runner, you might ask yourself, what does future me act like? Mm-hmm. What does future me do? What is, if in five years from now, you've run four marathons. And so now you're officially a real marathoner. Mm -hmm. What habits does future you have? What does future you do? What does future you not do anymore? Mm. Like what are you doing now that you have to give up to get to there that future you might look back and go, oh, honey, I don't even miss that. Yeah, because what you give up may be the very thing that's holding you back. Correct. Yes. Yes. And so, and I also think, you know, when you spend some time thinking about who you want to be, it's, it can be very empowering and exciting. I know it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, but I think it's worth spending a few minutes to think, like, who do I want to be? Because we often get in habits and we think we can't change them. And that's just not true. And I think another question that you could ask yourself is, I think this is very powerful. What destiny do I want? And when you imagine the destiny you want, it can kind of push you in that direction. And that, of course, then leads to who or what am I allowing into my life that is lowering my standard? Yeah. And because we, you know, <laughs> you know, our parents always said it. Our mom was always like, if five people jump off a bridge, are you going to do it too? It's because we all know, we all know that the people we spend the most time with heavily influence us and our behaviors and our beliefs and our thoughts and our reactions. Right. Right. And so I think it's fair, you know, we joke about that. It's such a cliche joke that we make about, you know, five people jump off a bridge. Are you going to, but it's cliche for a reason because it still holds. Right. Yeah. The group of people you're hanging out with, are they going to motivate you? Right. To be better, to encourage you to grow, or are they going to motivate you to falter? Or just not motivate you to do anything and let you just sit over there and like stay in the same place and never grow, which they're fine with because they're not growing. Yeah, because they're a huge, you know, a huge impact on your success or failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think your social circle can really have a big effect on your standards. And I think when you find yourself in a situation like that and you realize that you are not disciplined in a certain way, I think it's a really good idea to find somebody who is ahead of you, like I said, mm-hmm. because there's something, it's contagious. You know what I mean? When you're hanging around somebody 
who is super enthusiastic about something, you can learn to be more enthused about it or inspired toward it or whatever because you catch their enthusiasm Yeah, it's infectious. Yes. I remember when we were in Germany, we thought, you know, well, maybe we'll, we'll take up running. So we started hanging around people that liked to run. So we got interested in it and more excited about it. And we started running or trying to. Yeah. And then we figured out, well, this is not really us. But <clears throat> that circle that we were starting to hang out with, their desire to run, their habits were infectious. And it caused us to want to at least try it. Mm-hmm. They were inspiring, for mm-hmm. sure. Very motivating. And and I think that's a good thing because a person can kind of pull you with them. Mm-hmm. And if that can be used for negative, and we all know it can, then that means it can also be used for positive. Right. I think we just have to be intentional and um, careful about where we put our energy, right. our time, our attention, the usual. <clears throat> I think another question that we can ask ourselves is, what do I dislike about my life today? And that can be kind of, if, if you're in the wrong state of mind, I think that could be like kind of depressing and maybe mm-hmm. overwhelming. Maybe you're like, I don't like anything. It's all bad. <laughs> and so I get like we have days like that. But overall usually there would be like one or two things that maybe you don't like and maybe you feel like that's holding you back somehow and it, it the way you perceive it is holding you back. And, you know, maybe you think, well, I don't deserve the thing that I think I want or maybe you can't envision the thing you want. Like I can't even wrap my mind around being a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. 13 miles, really? 13.1? That's like a lot. I can't run one. Or I can only run five. I max out at yeah, five. 13.1 is a half marathon. Yeah, that's it. 26.2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if it may be hard to envision yourself stepping into something so big. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't. And if you allow yourself to get caught in the hole, oh my God, it's so big, then that's not the right way to look at it that's going to get you forward. Right. You know, this whole, like for me, I'm still thinking about doing a podcast. It's only been four years. I haven't thought about it enough. No, my thought was, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. What if I don't do it well? Mm -hmm. And instead of spending all my bandwidth and brain energy learning how to do it, talking to people who do it, Googling stuff, reading stuff, I sat around and was all, I don't know what to do. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't get anywhere. And you know what? I learned a lot. When I started doing it. Right. I learned some before, but I learned a whole lot doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning. It's just been a year. There's still a lot more to learn. And so I could have really harnessed my brain power in a much better way besides just thinking about it for so long. But it was hard for me to envision that. Well, yeah, and it brought me into it. It did. Yeah. You were about as excited. It's infectious. As- <laughs> I mean, you know, that sounds funny, but the truth is, why did why do we love the Georgia Bulldogs? We have love for the Georgia Bulldogs football team because of our next-door neighbor the yes. first time we mm-hmm. lived here. He was a huge Dogs fan, and some of that, you could call it a disease. Some which, people which would. Which really goes against my Tennessee volunteer fan nature. It does. But you, but, got, you got love yeah. for our neighbor, our former neighbor, 
and you got a little love for the Bulldogs. Plus, now you work with someone that you really like, mm-hmm. and he's a huge Bulldog fan, and you you got a little more love yeah. for them. And it's it's not much different than that when you are spending time with people, and you can even get yourself excited if you want to, if you have the right mindset, mm-hmm. if you don't have a bad attitude, and if you want something... You can preach yourself happy. You can cheer for yourself. You can motivate yourself. You can energize yourself. And, you know, I just think spending some time being aware of your thoughts and the way you think about yourself in your future is very powerful. Yes. It can be, it can literally change your life. I think somebody wrote a book on that, The Power of Positive Thinking. Oh, yeah, someone did. I kind of <laughs> forgot about that. I didn't really have that in mind when I was saying all that. It just that. popped into my head. Yeah, it's okay. I also think we have to ask ourselves, can I look and acknowledge my feelings and my behaviors that I don't like without tying them to my value? Because I think that's just something that's really important to learn. Like, we have to be able to say... Yeah, that's not healthy. Without also saying, oh my God, I'm broken. Something's deeply wrong with Mm -hmm. me. Because that's not true. It just means you have to shift the thing that you think so that you can honor your higher self. Yeah, it's acknowledging your old beliefs or your old programming because it's always good. And it's part of your story. It's always good to know where you came from to kind of frame this was how I used to be and this is where I'm at now. It's part of your story that can help other people along their journey. Yeah. And like, I don't understand why is it so hard to celebrate the areas where we're strong or we're gifted or we're naturally talented or something that we excel at in general without immediately dismissing it and countering it with proof of the opposite to the contrary. Yeah. I mean, you said this. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> whatever I meant. It's one of those words. But you've said it before numerous times. I think you've even said it on the podcast a couple of times because we're taught through certain social circles that it's, well, it's not about us. Oh my gosh. And we're not worthy <clears throat> of this. It's, you know, it's not about us. It's about everybody else. I think There's value to that. I, I was going to say, yes, that is, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be self-centered. But we have taken that whole idea of not being too full of ourselves, of not being self-centered, and it's not about me, and we've gone so far in the other direction, we don't even serve ourselves anymore. Right. You're working out and, of an empty wagon. And that, that is bad, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, and one of these days, like, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about it today, because that's not what this episode's about. It's for a future episode, but I strongly believe our unhealthy view and perceptions of ourself and our value are a big part of our problems that we have created ourselves Mm -hmm. because we keep trying to deny ourselves in the wrong areas and in the wrong ways because we think that's humility and it's not but I'm just here to tell you, and then I'll shut up. Nope, it is. It starts with you. It doesn't have to be only about you, but it is about you in part, and it all starts with you. Everything does start with you. Mm-hmm. Everything, Because even if the first thing didn't start with you, even if something was done to you and it was negative, 
what does start with you is the attitude and the method in which you're going to manage that and how you're going to let it be in your life. What, how much control are you going to give it? All of that. So I'll just stop now, but no, it may (laughs) not all be about you, but a whole bunch of it is because it starts with you. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I, I just think we've got to be able to realize our thoughts and notice our own behaviors. We have to be able to pay attention to our patterns and Sometimes when we realize this pattern that I do has really caused me pain, caused me to stall, caused me to plateau, um, gives me a result I don't like every time I do it, whatever it is, it, I instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, instead of all that junk, how about just, you know what, that doesn't serve me anymore, so I'm going to have to shift that pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go into something healthier, something more productive, something that serves me better, something healthier, whatever. It You've just outgrown it. It's just simple. You've just outgrown it, and you have to shift your thoughts and your behaviors to lift yourself up to the next level. I mean, that's yeah, that's relatively clear. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, that's that's all real good. I'm just listening, and I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm wondering... Do you think there's a discipline struggle or difference between men and women and yes. how they, they look at things? Absolutely. Or what they're encouraged to do or drawn uh, to be more disciplined to? So absolutely, yes, I do. I know that everyone faces pressure. Everyone feels pressure. And everyone will at some point have trouble staying disciplined because... You can be disciplined about everything sometimes. Or you can be disciplined about some things all the time. But you cannot be disciplined about everything all the time because it's not sustainable. And so if you're one of those people who strives for perfection, you should just put that down. But the way I think it's different is that in our general society, generally speaking, men are like if you watch commercials, if you look at society, if you look at social media, if you look at magazines, media, whatever, all the things, movies, film, I mean, movies, books, uh, TV, men are encouraged to be successful at work. Yes. And to be good at sports. And if a guy doesn't play sports per se, then he's, it's kind of, sort of expected maybe or just assumed or something that he should be working out physically physical fitness is what I'm getting at be strong weights whatever Mm -hmm. crossfit run whatever name something and um those are areas where it's acceptable well yeah it's acceptable it's pushed it's encouraged it it, Uh, all those things I are one yep you know male um and I've felt that throughout my, my life is to be pressured to, you know, whether it obviously not from my parents because they didn't seem to mind if I played sports or not, but to be athletic and to be good at it and to be disciplined to get better and all this <clears> kind of stuff. And then once I started developing or, you know, moving into the professional sector and getting a job and it's, well, you want to be good at your job. You want to be successful. You want to make the big money, earn the big paycheck, things like that. So there's a lot of pressure to be disciplined to do the things it takes to reach those levels. So, you know, they put a, society puts a lot of pressure on, on men to be that way. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. And I think for a lot of men, I think a lot, I suspect a lot of men feel kind of gypped because they have parts of themselves they would like to show and share that maybe they feel it's not safe to do so. Like, it seems like men are, it's okay in our society for them to show some emotion, but not too much because that makes us uncomfortable. Yeah, we're encouraged to show power. Yeah, you know, flex. We, yeah. yeah, flex, sure. To be bold, yeah. you know, to be powerful, to, but not to show the soft emotional side because, well, then you're just weak. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we're we're getting better, but sometimes we go you too know, real far. Real men don't cry. Yeah. How Gosh. many times have we heard that yeah. growing up? A lot. But I think for women, our pressure is basically what you just said, except not too much power because we don't like women having lots of power for some reason. But it's that. And also, we are pressured and expected to be good moms. We're supp- we are usually the ones who take our kids to and from practice. We show up at all their games. We show up at their recitals. We show up at their plays. We do the, all the things where they are showcasing the new talent that they learned or whatever it is that they've been working on. We get the message from society, from TV commercials, media, everything, that we're supposed to look sexy. We're supposed to be fit all the time. We are supposed to have clean houses with beautiful decor that looks like it belongs in a magazine. Our We're supposed to have houses that look like, you know, something that's worthy of putting on your Pinterest board. You're supposed to be a good worker, but like I said, don't strive too much because women in power are scary. And you're supposed to be like some kind of freaking five-star chef. You have a five-star Michelin rating in the kitchen. Yeah, and the thing is, women try to discipline themselves in all of those areas and we're burning ourselves out. And if you think about it, the bar for men in some areas is so freaking low, they could spit over it. And what I mean is if a man has a job and he works out, that's great. But if you ever catch him doing something with his kids... Oh my God, look at him. He gets on the floor every night and he plays with his kids after work. He's such a good dad. Mom's been doing that all freaking day. Is she some kind of amazing rock star? Nobody says that. Right. But the dad does like the tiniest little bit. And then you, I've heard women, I heard a woman recently literally say, girl, he's got a job and he spends time with his kid and he's hot too. Wow, you really landed a, a great one. Like, that's really, he, he is stellar and outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then, it's, you know, I had one of my friends said something one time about she'd get her husband to babysit her kids. She said, I, she said no. I will get my husband to babysit my kids. They were her kids, and he's babysitting. Like, he's doing her a favor. He's their father. That's called parenting. It is called parenting. but Not babysitting. We don't babysit our children. We parent our children. But That's when, my soapbox. I'll get off of it. <laughs> but women have pressure. You know, if a man come home, comes home from work and he cooks something for the family, people are impressed. He worked all day and then he came home and cooked dinner. Oh, my God. Who is this guy? He's like... And where can I get one? Right. But women do crap like that every day. It's called life. And we are not applauded. We are not fawned over. We are not held up as examples. And so, yeah, I think pressure and discipline, I think it's hard for anyone. 
I think anything that is difficult that takes more than like two weeks or a month or something to stick with is difficult. Mm -hmm. And we may falter, but we need to keep going. However, women are trying to be the, hit this certain level of shooting for perfection, for lack of a better description. On a scale of one to 10, a woman is shooting for a nine to 10 in the area of motherhood, in the area of taking care of her family with, with regard to like keeping the house clean and cooking and with regard to being a good employee and maybe having a career. Maybe she has something that makes money for her that she is super passionate about. Maybe she's a chiropractor, mm -hmm. but she's still expected to do the bulk of things at home. And if she, God forbid, chooses to hire a nanny to take care of her kids at home so that she can then work. she's not taking care of well, her kids. Well, then, mm -hmm. then she's like, oh, those are pro interesting priorities, right? Like people want to judge something. And so women are trying to hit this 9 to 10 level out of 10 in all these areas. And that's it's burning them out. And the guilt they feel over not being a 9 to 10 in all of those areas, because God forbid you're only a 5 in one of them you suddenly feel like you're worthless, or at least that's how some people seem to act. Mm -hmm. That's the message that I see in Facebook groups when women write in about questions and stuff. It's always stuff like that. And so not to say that men don't have pressure, but it's really easy for women to be impressed with men because we have such low expectations a lot of times. Yeah. And Well, we're, we're conditioned well, yeah. to view it that way. Okay. Why do you say that? What do you mean? Just the way the media does it, TV shows, movies, um, magazine articles, all these kind of things. You know, if, if the man's got a good job or a job at all nowadays and they're bringing home money, then that should be enough. Yeah. And that's, it's... That's screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to live. Mm -hmm. Like there are just some things everyone should know how to do. Take care of a house, take feed themselves, cook food, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I I I think it's a little bit of a a little catch twenty two and they and we do it to ourselves. We sabotage ourselves by some of our expectations, but I think those are some of the reasons we find it hard to stay disciplined at stuff. Because the truth is, if there's something you really want, for example, let's say you want to lose weight. If you've got more than ten or twenty pounds to lose, it might take a while. Mm-hmm. And there will be, let's say you want to lose however much weight and you for sure know it's going to take you four months to lose it. I don't think it's realistic to expect yourself to eat 100% perfect with whatever diet, elimination, mm -hmm. fasting, only do this, workout, blah, blah, whatever method you're choosing to use to lose weight. It's pretty hard to follow that 100% for a long period of time. But the minute we stumble, instead of just saying, oh, I slipped and getting back on, we really want to berate ourselves for slipping. Like we don't have grace for ourselves. And, and we don't, we especially don't when it's something that is hard and it takes longer to mm -hmm. achieve. Like getting through school. Oh my God, I didn't get a good grade. I failed this test or I failed this quiz or I didn't get an A on this paper. We can be really hard on ourselves and we think like, oh, that's it. Like it, like that one thing kind of undoes the progress we've made thus far. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but those are the reasons that we, I think, that help us stay or not stay <laughs> disciplined. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really think we should take the time to look deep into what we believe about ourselves. Because whatever you believe, whether it's positive or negative, that's the direction you're going to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole thing of crisis doesn't create character, it reveals it. Yeah. Money doesn't make you a different person it makes you more of what you or who you already are it right. amplifies it when you get more money that's when you're going to see a person's true personality right and so your identity and how you see yourself is going to really dictate things you know yeah it's going to be the fire or the fuel that drives the discipline yeah it feeds it well you know you think about When you, if you're a mom and you have a daughter, for example, I hear moms, I don't have any daughters. My daughters are daughters by marriage, but I hear women say, well, now that I have a daughter, like I have to think about what I'm teaching her. So Mm -hmm. she watches me. So I have to make sure that I, maybe I don't say things negative about my body because I don't want her to learn that. Right. I want Mm -hmm. her to have a positive body image and to love her body. And so when you, there's something about realizing that you might be a role model that is very motivating for you to maybe stay more disciplined about something mm-hmm. that, that why kind of clarifies your behavior, yeah. I think. But anyway, so that's what I would encourage you to do. I hope you have found this helpful. That's all I have. What about you? Yeah, I just hope anybody that's listened to this can take some of the things we said and reflect on their own lives and, and challenge themselves to really look inward and say, is it something that I believe about myself that's causing me not to be disciplined in this area or in another area or whatever, and be able to recognize it, acknowledge it and say, okay. And in change, have that identity shift of instead of, well, I, I want to be a marathon runner instead of want, just say, I am a marathon runner. And believe it and let it soak in and let the positive energy that that creates be that fuel for the discipline muscle to help you achieve that goal. Yeah, that's really good. As you're talking, I realized that somewhere over the last three years after we joined Beachbody, I started seeing myself and really, really viewing myself as a person who likes to work out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we got out of it for a while while we were in the camper. But now that we have the membership back, I'm really loving the programs. Mm -hmm. And I very much am looking, I I look forward to, like, I don't necessarily like to do it at 5 a.m. when we get up. But I do enjoy saying, I got my workout in. Like, it feels really good. It has shifted for me and it didn't used to be like that. So, yeah. Um, What you believe about yourself does fuel some things and... Your why does motivate you, but I think really believing believing better things about yourself is more effective at creating change and making you move in the direction of who you want to be as opposed to berating yourself, shaming yourself, judging yourself, and hating yourself, and talking shit about yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That doesn't work to move you forward because if that would have worked, it would have worked already. Mm -hmm. And so believing different things about yourself, I think, is way more effective. So I hope that encourages you. And I guess we will be back 
next week. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do so now. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later.